Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. Since our last episode, Kareen has relocated to Mexico. And I don't know about you, but I know that I want to know everything about your move. <laughs> I, I've been following you through you know, Instagram and on Facebook. Um, so first of all, what city are you living in? And how did you find this city? Okay, so the name of the city is a point of contention with me. It technically is pronounced Querétaro. It looks like it's spelled, if you if you did it phonetically, Querétaro. And then some Americans pronounce it Querétaro. And that just doesn't feel good in my mouth. So I generally say Querétaro. Just oh, look at you and your accent already. Santiago de Querétaro. It's very staccato. <laughs> oh, how I wish my Spanish was any good at all. I mean, at but. least you know the basics. We should have started this podcast <laughs> off with a an hola. Oh, <laughs> I mean, got that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, okay, I was on a plane and it was you know when you're you can't start another movie because you're gonna land too soon so i was looking for something quick to watch and i put on house hunters international and as it started playing i said to myself in my head i think this show is about to change my life uh we already had an itch we didn't really have a direction yet but when i watched the show I would, I was, I had never heard of the city or so I thought, as it turned out, I did have a virtual assistant from here previously, but I didn't make the connection. But anyway, it was all new to me and I texted Tracy and I said, look up this city. Let's take a look at it. And immediately we just went down like the YouTube rabbit hole and researched like crazy. And by the time we came to visit last December, we were 99% sure we were moving here, but we just needed to come see it for ourselves just to be sure. Um, but the funny thing too, about the house hunters thing is I have to give you so much credit, how much of an influence you've had on me. Um, people might be surprised to know that I'm fairly shy. I, I am an introvert, uh, public speaking scares the heck out of me, although I'm getting better and better with that practice makes perfect. Um, but Teresa has encouraged me to always build relationships and reach out to people and and make connections. So um, last month, we actually had a call with the couple from the House Hunters show. Oh my God, <laughs> and so, uh, I must have been surreal. What, what was their reaction when you told them that that was why you? Oh, they just thought it was so great. And they cannot <laughs> wait to meet us. And they want to take us all around and show us all the good stuff. And uh, even I was, I was telling Teresa before we started recording that on Friday, they Instagram messaged me and said, it's your last day in Orlando, which they happen to be from Winter Park, which is just a suburb of Orlando. And um, they said, I recommend you get some sushi, Thai food, or Vietnamese because they're hard to get here. They've been so thoughtful and sweet. And they, of course, texted us last night, welcome. And uh, we can't wait to meet them in person. They're super cool. And they gave us so much good information, so many good tips. Um, but I feel like I have you to thank because I probably would have never done something like that without your influence on me. So that's 
How I mean, we found would, you, it. Would, you, would you call me an influencer? I would. I would. I would. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Certainly would. <laughs> In many ways. <laughs> well, um, how was, I know you, you guys drove from Orlando all the way down to um, where you're living now. How was crossing the border? Okay. So first you have to know we spent three full days driving. So we drove to Mobile, Alabama from Orlando the first night. Then we drove to Houston and then down to Laredo, Texas. We did a lovely southeastern tour of the La Quinta Inn and Suites because we had our dog with us. (laughs) And I have to say, it was fine. It was perfectly fine for this purpose. And especially the one in Laredo was brand new. They had dinner for everybody, like chicken salad sandwiches, but super thoughtful. The service was great. It was very clean. Everyone, you know, it was good. Um, so if you're traveling with your dog, I think it's a good choice. So if you can't do Kimpton, of course, but, um, so it was three long days of driving. Fiona, our dog was just like, what is happening? And then our driver pick, we hired someone to drive. She's and she is American, but has been living in Mexico for about three years. She drove across the border from Lake Chapala in Mexico to get us and drive us. So we paid her like a bazillion dollars to do this, but we did not want to bring a car. And also we didn't want to drive in a country we're not familiar with. So, and then she brought um, a Mexican man with her, but he was couldn't cross the border. So we had to pick him up on our way back through. Anyway, so she picks us up at dawn. It's not even light out. And we, I'm not gonna lie, we each took half a Xanax because we, uh, the preparation we went through, the labels of everything that was in every bag, the thing, you know, just the preparation was insane. They didn't even look at our passports. It was all for nothing. <laughs> they opened the back of her minivan. They poked around a couple of bags, sent us through. We went to the immigration office to get our FMM stamped. Now, uh, lesson learned travel advisor is that I got them done online, but I accidentally only printed the receipt and not the form. So then I had to just go to another desk and pay somebody 85 pesos, which is like, uh, $4, like $4. Really, yeah. Um, to print them out for us. So we went back, I put my passports on the desk, didn't even touch them, just stamped our visas and in we went. Across the, I mean, it's just, I was like, oh, we're, that's, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, so then we just went and picked up Pedro and we stopped at an OXO so we could get some uh, SIM cards for our phones and we were on our way. Uh, do you want to hear about the ride? Uh, of course. First of all, how long was the drive from the border to Querétaro? I can't even say well, it, but I'm going to try. You, yeah, you did better than <laughs> anyone has done. So it is supposed to be 12 hours with no stopping. Oh, good Lord. We got here in 10 hours with lots of stopping and a huge construction setback. So listen when I tell you, we were flying. <laughs> I told Tracy this morning that I never looked at the speedometer because I was afraid I would throw up. And she said, I looked at it once and it was all the way to the right. We were literally going as fast as this minivan could go. Just passing all the trucks, all the, like, 
it was terrifying. But and a lot it of- looks like you made it in one piece. So we did in retrospect, now that we're safe, mm-hmm. I'm happy because if he hadn't been going that fast, we definitely would have had to stop last night. And then the trip would have dragged on into today. Whereas now we can like start getting settled a little bit, mm-hmm. at least in our home for this month. <laughs> but, um, I, so we actually got pulled over in Texas on our way to Laredo. And when I told my mom, we got pulled over, she goes for what driving too slow. We are renowned granny drivers. <laughs> <laughs> and we got pulled over because, uh, it was a total trap and they make a killing like their speed limit dropped from 65 to 30. Tracy mm-hmm. was in the process of slowing down and they clocked her at 43 and they were waiting right there, right past that sign. I mean, they couldn't have been nicer. It was probably about as pleasant as a ticket could have gone. But, um, and I feel 100% certain it w- I would have been in the same situation. It didn't matter. It's like, you can't even slow down fast enough the way they have it set up. So it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Right. Um, so like, we don't speed, we don't, I've never been pulled over in my life. I'm 46 years old. <laughs> and, um, we were, whew, it was <laughs> Tracy stress slept a little bit. It was hard to sleep. You're bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. The roads mm-hmm. are it's not like big potholes or anything. Uh, I'm not sure the suspension was ship shape in this minivan we were in. And there are like some bumps, like those ones that are like, you yep. know, when you go over, and so even Fiona was trying to get comfortable, but she was going back and forth. And one time, of course, there's a lot of braking, hard braking, because you're flying like a <laughs> jumbo jet down the road. And so you're just back and forth and side to side. And we both took boning. As soon as he started driving, we were like, oh, boning immediately. <laughs> so, um, and then one time he braked so hard, Fiona just flew forward. But luckily we had her in a harness and a seatbelt. So she was fine. But she was just looking at me like, what? what are we doing? (laughs) But she was really good. And um, uh, we, we backed down an on-ramp because they decided we do want to stop and get gas. (laughs) So we just turned around and backed down the (laughs) on-ramp. There was a lot of U-turning, a lot of like just pulling up, you know, when the ramp goes off to the side and there's like that little triangle, like a lot of stopping right there make sure we we're going the right way. One time we did take a wrong turn. So I'm telling, and then we got stuck in construction for over an hour and we still made it here in 10 hours and it should be a 12 hour drive. That's insane, <laughs> but I'm glad you made it. <laughs> yes. yes. And when I opened the door to the apartment and I saw the view, it was like, it's all worth it. So, what, what are your first impressions of the city? I know you've only been there for a night, but it's the afternoon now. How, how are you guys feeling about the city so far? Well, everyone is so warm and wonderful here. Um, and we have been here for a visit. We came for about a week right after Christmas last year. Every single person that we had any meaningful contact with on that trip has stayed in touch with us. Like these people are just so nice. And even... Yesterday, when we were at the beginning of the trip and we were in the convenience store trying to figure out which SIM card to get, this man was came over. He spoke good English. He started totally helped us. She's so helpful. He's from here. So, like, I mean, I haven't run into 
any Mexicans from anywhere that haven't been nice, but Mm -hmm. the people here are particularly wonderful. So knowing um, that you like grumpy people, what are you going to (laughs) do? Well, it helps because nobody's like, I'm going to look like a total idiot walking around here because I'm smiling. Buenos dias. You know, like (laughs) people aren't like, there's not like big toothy smile. Although I guess no one can see my smile. I'm smizing though with my mask on, um, which by the way, uh, COVID precautions are taken quite a bit more seriously here than in Florida by a long shot. Mm-hmm. And we, we can't go into a store. You have to step on a mat, get the sanitizer. They take your temperature and that's just to go in the grocery store. And there's no like putting your mask below your nose. Also, so Tracy and I, we tried to go to Walmart today and it was closed. No sign on the door, no nothing. Just everybody standing around. That's pretty typical. You're not going to get a lot of information here. So we walked over to this giant supermarket and only one of us was allowed in. It was back, you know, one per family. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know my realtor was telling us there were 515 new cases in one week. And I'm like, you know, we're at eight to 10,000 a day in Florida, but they're still like super serious about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily we know enough Spanish to tell people we don't speak good Spanish and they're super accommodating. The weather is glorious. Um, it's 55 right now. No, I said 72. It's 55 this morning. 72 mm-hmm. right now. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, we can't wait to get out and do a little bit more walking and, and sort of check out the area. It's a densely populated city. So almost, almost anywhere you go is going to be pretty walkable, but there are some suburbs that are further out. That's more like subdivisions and stuff that you'd need a car to get to anything good. But so neat to be in this dry mountain, cool weather compared yeah, to something completely different yeah. than where you live in or where you lived in, in Florida. So my sinuses um, don't love it, but, <laughs> and I just bought the biggest jug of lotion you've ever seen. <laughs> There's no humidity. Yeah. I don't want to be a raisin in a week. Well, I can tell you spending like a week in Vegas one time, I feel like I lost three pounds and it was all water weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've spent when I, I met you in Vegas, of course. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I spent like two nights in Santa Fe once. Both those times my nose was bleeding in under 24 hours. My my sinuses do not care for the dry. So what I do, in case anyone else has that problem and needs a tip or wants to give a tip to their clients, is I just run a washcloth under really hot water and then I wring it out and then I hold it over my face and I breathe through it. Like just breathe in that hot, wet air. And it helps a lot. Yeah. Or bring a humidifier with you. I have a travel humidifier that I bring to Vegas now because all the conferences are there. So I'm like, I am not drying out again. A friend of mine was like, fill a bathtub. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to get a humidifier. (laughs) Being carry on or bust, a travel humidifier is, you know. It's actually very tiny. It's one that you can stick into a water bottle. Oh yeah, it's it's a very small device, so definitely carry on friendly. Um, I need that. A lot of a lot of folks when they listen to our podcast and they know that you're moving to Mexico, I get a lot of questions about um, how are you guys going to keep doing the podcast? Like, are you still going to do the podcast? Well, <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that since this podcast launched, Kareen and I have never recorded a podcast in the same place. Nope, we just. We do a Google Meet so we can see each other's faces because, as you know, it's all conversational and we do want to look at each other while we're talking to each other. But we can do that from wherever we are as long as we have the Internet. 
Yeah. So, so when I was there, we chose not to record because I went there for a weekend so we could do our photo shoot. Yeah. Um, but it would be trickier because of the sound. Right. Just like when you watch, if you see people, if you were ever see a radio recording, they're in separate booths mm-hmm. because you get the crossover from the mic. So exactly. If you're thinking about doing a podcast and we'll talk more about this next week and you have a partner you want, don't, don't limit yourself by thinking, mm-hmm. oh, but we won't be able to get together and record because it isn't necessary yeah. at all. And in fact, it's preferable. Yeah, exactly. And you can be on vacation, on a work trip, wherever, and you can still record. So definitely really easy today to do a podcast. So don't worry, the Tin Lounge will still be here, even though Karina is <laughs> no longer here in the US with us. <laughs> you know, there might be noise. I was telling Teresa that I was warned that in Mexico, it is customary to set off fireworks anytime you feel like it. And last night, two went off, just single pow. And then this morning at seven o'clock, a third one. I'm like, okay, it's Tuesday, I guess. Let's, Let's wake celebrate up something. Let's wake up with a firework. <laughs> um, I can't wait to share more with you guys about this place. It really is beautiful. And, you know, last week there was this big article about the new travel advisories. Don't travel to Mexico. And they were citing COVID numbers. And I was frustrated by it because the numbers they were citing are so much like based on the numbers, Mexico shouldn't be letting their citizens come to the U S you know, like it's I honestly feel like it was sort of a, because we're spiking again, like a way to try to just stop people from traveling period to sort of painting a more dire picture. Mm-hmm. But um, it's sad because, you know, we're, we're seeing Mexico as a really successful place where tourism is picking up again. And I hate to see that squash, but we'll get there. Yes. And I think it helps to see travel advisors going to Mexico yes, and and being able to vacation there. And then for, on you, for you, for you, like living there. So um, definitely something to take with a grain of salt. I mean, as, as advisors, we know when we see articles like that, we know the actual numbers for the specific destinations. Yeah. It might be spiking in Mexico city, maybe some other huge metropolitan area, but Mexico is a really large country. That's right. So. And by the way, we didn't mention the city that I am living in now is in central Mexico. So I'm not on the coast. I'm no, everyone, everyone asks how long till you can be at the water. I'm like a real long time because, <laughs> you know, like Quintana Roo is on a peninsula. So I'd have to go all the way north and then down the peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I have Puerto Vallarta is like a 10 hour bus ride. I am right in the middle of Mexico and it's about a three hour drive north of Mexico city. And um, we can take, there's a wonderful first class bus system here. Like they're beautiful coaches with big roomy seats and TVs and they recline. Like they're awesome. Well, I can't wait to try it. And so we could take the bus to Mexico City right to the airport and you can fly. I mean, Mexico City is 22 million people. That airport is no joke. And you can fly all kinds of places nonstop, which I'm totally into. We do have an international airport here, so we could definitely fly from here, but I love the idea of getting a nice comfy bus, go to Mexico city and then do the long, you know, if it's Europe or whatever, do the long haul, just right. nonstop. But anyway, central Mexico, not by the water. 
Uh, we wanted a little bit of a different climate. We could end up by the water eventually, or we could end up in Portugal. Who knows? <laughs> the world all of our is, options. will be open to you soon. <laughs> the other common question that I get is why? And the really simplest answer is that because we can. I do not want to, because we, we I, I was always resistant to buying a house. Now I know why. Because we didn't have anything, any tethers it's like we were free and because this business can be run from anywhere with an internet connection. I don't want to wait until we're too old to enjoy it. I mean, I'm 46 and Tracy's 53. Like we're still young enough to do it. It's not retirement. We're not slowed down yet. Um, and like I said, we don't know where, where is next. This is like a baby step. It's easy to fly home. It's not a long haul flight just to get home. So this is like seeing how it feels and, we, maybe we'll stay here forever. Maybe this will be base camp because the cost of living is so low and we'll just travel extensively. I don't know. We're just going to see where the wind blows us. That sounds oh. pretty incredible. <laughs> I'm pretty, I feel extremely grateful, extremely um, for things to have sort of worked out like this because I, there's a million reasons why people can't do something like this, you mm -hmm. know? So uh, I'm very, very grateful. Anywho, should we do some headlines? Yeah, but before we do, here is a word from our sponsors. Okay, it's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. From my Asta Travel Advisor daily email, a headline from The Hill reads, Airlines set sights on digital passports for COVID-19 vaccine. The travel industry is moving ahead with plans to ensure a coronavirus vaccine means tourism and travel, both domestically and internationally, can quickly be revived. Industry leaders are coordinating their efforts to create a digital passport that would say whether a passenger has been vaccinated for COVID-19. Along those same lines, an article from Afar reads, JetBlue, Virgin, Lufthansa, to offer COVID health pass to passengers. The airlines are the latest to adopt Common Pass, a digital health app that allows travelers to show they are COVID free. Travel Weekly says that holiday air, air travel surges despite dire health, health warnings. Ooh. Nearly 1.2 million people passed through US airports Sunday, the largest number since the pandemic gripped the country in March, despite pleas from health experts for Americans to stay home over Thanksgiving. They also report that according to the UN, skiing may not spread coronavirus, but slopes are still risky. As several European countries have suspended access to the ski slopes to stop the spread of the coronavirus pandemic, the World Health Organization's emergencies chief said the risk of catching COVID-19 while skiing is likely minimal. Go check out an article in Travel Age West about how Washington and Oregon wineries have innovated during the pandemic. As restrictions eased over the summer, many wineries reopened their tasting rooms, albeit with significant changes, such as requiring or strongly recommending reservations, eliminating spit buckets, ugh, restricting party size, ensuring frequent cleaning and sanitizing, enforcing social distancing, requiring masks, and moving tastings outdoors. According to Travel Market Report, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings cancels voyages through February. They also report that Celebrity Cruises last month celebrated the coin ceremony for the next ship in its Edge Series class of vessels, Celebrity Beyond. Travel Agent Central says that cruises... Oh, sorry about that. The Caribbean Princess is to sail for Port Everglades in 2022 Caribbean season. 
seven-day Eastern Caribbean sailings round trip from Port Everglades. We'll visit the cruise line's private island experience, as well as St. Thomas, with late night a short time there, and St. Kitts. They also report that Alaska Private Touring launches a new site with custom itineraries. The company, which offers travelers a more private, exclusive, personal, and meaningful way to discover and explore Alaska, has relaunched its website, and it now showcases 100-plus sample itineraries. And last, I received an email shortly before recording that Royal Caribbean and Celebrity have also suspended cruises through February 28th. And that's it for Excess Baggage. While Kareen catches her breath, just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have you ever wondered how we started this podcast and what you need to do to start a podcast? You're in luck because next week's episode is all about podcasting. If you have any questions about this, send us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. See you next week. Adios. <laughs> it took me a second. Cause no one can do it like we 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 do it